0: All right, welcome back to the Natural Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew.
1: And I'm Dr. Marissa.
0: And today we're going to be talking about artificial light at night and how that impacts your health. But first, we have a quick word from our sponsor, Natural Blocks. Natural Blocks are professional quality blue blocking glasses. There are two options. There is the daytime energy glasses, which are excellent for screen use. They help to block out majority of blue light, but not all of it, to help regulate your circadian rhythm, but also protect you from the harmful est- effects of screens but we also have our recently launched nighttime glasses which are designed for sleep so they block out 100% of blue light and some of the green spectrum as well because anything within that spectrum suppresses your melatonin that night which we'll be discussing more on today's podcast so you can head over to naturalblocks.com and use code naturalfam for 10% off any of our products okay so let's talk about artificial light at night And in particular, we're going to be talking about blue light. So would you like to open up with maybe what blue light is, Dr. Marissa?
1: Sure. Uh, So this is one of our favorite topics to talk about with our patients, because it is so monumental in terms of getting proper sleep at night. And sleep is when we heal um, and detoxify and do so many other important functions. But it's so important to be sleeping at night. So in today's society, we are overly exposed to artificial light at night. And what that means is anything that has a light switch, pretty much, um, any LED lighting, our phones, our computer, TV, um, overhead lighting, side lighting, um, anything, yeah, lighting at night that is not candlelight, basically. So blue light specifically, what that is, is it's actually emitted from the sun during the day and it actually tells our body that it's daytime. So when the sun is up, it's emitting blue light and it's telling our body, hey, it's daytime, let's have energy, let's get going. And what happens when the, when the blue light hits our, hits our body is that it tells the body to release cortisol, which is our awake hormone. Right, It's also Mm -hmm. demonized as our stress hormone, which it is. Um, And we often, in today's society, we have way too much cortisol going through our body at any point in time because of the stress levels. Um, But a healthy amount of cortisol is actually good because it helps our body to stay awake and function during the day. Now, where we run into issues with blue light is when we're exposed to it at night. After the sun goes down, oftentimes we just pop on all the lights in the house. We turn on the TV, we're on the computer, we're on our phone, often all at the same time. And the body is being inundated with the blue light coming off the screen. Now what's unique about the blue light from the screen is that it's actually isolated blue light. In the sun, it's often balanced with the other spectrum of, spectrums of the, of the, other colors in the spectrum in the color spectrum um but in led it's actually very isolated blue light so it's very stressful on the body it's telling our body hey it's daytime let's continue to release cortisol and when cortisol is being released we are not releasing melatonin which is our sleep hormone which helps us to get asleep and most importantly stay asleep so yeah anything to add about blue light there
0: um no that was that was very thorough one, one helpful example I like to think of, so when Merce is talking about isolated blue light, I like to think of isolated sugar. So if you, are to, if you were to extract all of the sugar from a fruit, then that's going to have a much different impact than if you were to eat the entirety of the fruit because the fruit is also going to be balanced with, with fiber and vitamins and minerals and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, no one says that fruit is bad for you. Very few people would say that. Uh, but when you take out sugar, it's a totally different thing. So same with blue light. Um, Our technology for whatever reason is is very high in blue light and it's not balanced by the other spectrums and particularly red is really important. And we'll get into that another time when we talk about the benefits of the sun, but um, yeah. And I think just to add to to your last point there, melatonin, um, a lot of people think of it as just your sleep hormone, but it also controls a lot of major processes in the body. Two of the main ones are autophagy and apoptosis. Which are basically fancy words for recycling damaged cells and getting rid of um, dead cells which are really important processes so if you don't have melatonin you're not able to do that and then you accumulate these diseased um, or damaged cells uh, and when you can't get rid of them it leads to a whole number of issues so melatonin is like one of our super hormones very strong antioxidant anti-cancer compound and people think that they can just take a supplement to to replace it but that's not how it works you need to be producing it endogenously within your own body. So in order to do that, you need darkness, um, which is obviously the antithesis of of artificial light.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that brings us into our why. Why should we care? about blue light at night realistically a lot of people are living like this and they have been living like this for years and maybe they don't see the direct correlation that being exposed to blue light at night has on their health but maybe you could talk you just talk, spoke about the melatonin the benefit of melatonin and especially producing your own melatonin and giving mm-hmm. yourself the optimal environment to do so but maybe you can just speak briefly dr andrew about the benefits of sleep and what happens while we sleep and why we should be aiming to get um, a good quality sleep
0: Yeah. So, um, there's, there's so many different benefits. And if you were to package up all the benefits of sleep into a pill, for example, it would be this like blockbuster multi-billion dollar drug, (laughs) but people just kind of, you know, throw it to the side and they say, Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. But, um, yeah, I kind of think of it in, in two different ways. So I like to break up the sleep cycle into two different phases. So you're going through about an hour and a half sleep cycles, um, throughout the night, but the first phase of the night, so say from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., you're mostly going through uh, deep sleep cycles, or I should say you, those hour and a half cycles are comprised of more deep sleep than the rest of the night. And deep sleep is when you get your physical repair done. So that's when you're producing hormones, um, your body is detoxifying, you're, you're rebuilding, you're, you're um, completing anabolic or building processes from all the breakdown of things that occurred during the day. And then uh, the next half of the cycle is more focused on REM sleep which we still don't know fully what REM sleep, you know, all of the benefits, but we know that's when you do your dreaming. And there there seems to be a very important psychological repair that goes on um, when you're sleeping during that phase. So it's really important to get both of those in. Um, and basically what you're doing is repairing your, your body physically, but also processing things mental, you know, mentally and emotionally during that time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. I, I think sleep too, uh, some people feel like their sleep is fine because they end up unconscious at the end of the day. Um, but it is so important to go through these sleep cycles and to be cycling through, um, you know, going from light sleep into the, that, um, the next phase of sleep all the way into the deep sleep and then coming back out of the cycle and coming back into the light sleep um, from deep to REM to light and then going back into REM deep. So it's important to kind of cycle through. So just because you feel like you are knocked out at night, um, you feel like you are quote unquote sleeping. Sometimes you're not actually going through those proper cycles, which are so, so important for Uh, regeneration and healing
0: right and that's what happens when people often take sleep drugs Mm -hmm. they help knock you out um, but you're not actually getting deep restful sleep and people often report that they don't actually wake up feeling rested Mm -hmm. or if you get really drunk at night sometimes you will sleep throughout the night for however many hours but you still feel like crap in the morning because you're not actually going through the proper sleep cycles Mm -hmm. so um, yeah and and basically the most important regulator of your circadian rhythm your 24-hour sleep cycle is light So that's why it's so important to pay attention to artificial light at night. And you need to be getting plenty of sunlight during the day. That's half the equation. But the other half that I would say is is more commonly missed in today's world is we're not providing enough darkness at night. Mm -hmm. And if you just go back to an ancestral perspective, we didn't have any artificial light at night. You just had your sunlight during the day and then moonlight and starlight. Um, But there were no other lights to disrupt that rhythm. So naturally, you would go to bed when it gets dark. Um, you'd have great melatonin release and then you'd be sleeping well repairing and waking up with tons of energy so we've gotten very disconnected from that even though lights are obviously a very convenient invention um, there it comes at a cost mm-hmm. and there's a lot of research now coming out um, actually correlating artificial light at night with different types of cancer so that's one of the things marissa is saying that some people they may not realize that they're not Uh, they say like, I have no sleep issues. I'm fine sleeping, but it's really more of a cumulative thing. So it's not like you're going to, you know, be watching screens at night and then the next day be sick. It's more of a long-term thing that you can end up um, developing these chronic diseases. So Mm -hmm. extremely important.
1: Yeah. And that brings us into who is this for? Honestly, the answer is everybody. Everybody can benefit from these recommendations and uh, that we're about to get into, uh, especially if you have sleep concerns or energy concerns. But if you want to be, you know, holistic and take care of your overall well-being moving forward, we want to be pumping that um, strong antioxidant melatonin. We want to be promoting healing and regeneration and and detoxification at night. You want to be waking up with full abundant energy so that you can have this, you know, vitality throughout the rest of your life. So, um, yes, this is for you for sleep issues or energy issues, but for everybody, this is so, so important. So, um, yeah, so let's get into what it looks like, uh, in today's society, we kind of already went over that as the sun goes down. Oftentimes in a household lights come on. So that's overhead lights, side lights, TV, um, computer and phone. Um, and all of these have different spectrum of blue light. So the more, um, considered crisp white uh uh, light has the more blue it is actually emitting
0: yeah yeah that's a good point people often think when they hear blue light they think is visibly going to look blue but blue light is basically just that super bright white stuff that you see when you go to like costco and the overhead lights or even most cars these days their car lights the super bright white lights that's that's blue light and that's disrupting your circadian rhythm and it becomes very intuitive because i think um Now people are realizing like when you're driving, for example, it's super irritating to be driving by that at night. Like it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you compare that to like an incandescent lamp or the more of an orange spectrum, you can actually feel that it's just, it just feels better. It feels more biologically appropriate, I guess. And um, yeah, incandescent bulbs were actually much better for us, not necessarily in terms of energy usage, but uh, in terms of the spectrum, it much more closely resembles the sun. Mm -hmm. But after developing LEDs and fluorescents and halogens, those were the ones that became very high in in blue light. So, um, and one other thing we will talk about is that just because it's an LED doesn't necessarily mean it's high in blue. There is such thing as like, you've you've probably seen like red LEDs or orange, whatever. So that's a different story, but we're talking about like general screens and and bulbs. They're typically very high in blue.
1: Yeah, the ones sold for household use. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we can get into some of the recommendations as to how to reduce blue light at night. Um, let's start with some easy, easy ones.
0: Okay. Uh, so uh, on the topic of light, I think, or like light bulbs, that's probably the easiest thing you can do is just set up your environment so that, um, you have better, better lighting. So you can buy red led bulbs, which are going to be very low in blue light, or you can use things like pink Himalayan salt lamps, um, especially the dimmable ones. So there's two things you want to pay attention to with, with light at night. It's the intensity, but also the spectrum. So if the higher in the intensity, the more bright something is, then the more it's going to disrupt that circadian rhythm and prevent melatonin release. But also the spectrum, the blue and some of the green spectrum is also going to have a, that suppressive effect. So ideally you're using dim lamps that aren't high in blue. So that's why I like, like dimmable, um, pink Himalayan salt lamps or like the red LEDs, or even just a dim lamp in general. Um, but try to avoid like the super bright blue lights as much as you can. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a very easy first step and just, we just like to have one or two lamps set up around the house and once it gets dark those are the only ones that we're going to use
1: yeah and on that i often like to tell patients too to take off or turn off the overhead lighting because that's stimulating the sun because the sun is over always overhead. So turning off the, the overhead lighting and if you feel like you really need to have light in the house um, you know, at night, it, the more intense you get about it, the less uh, lighting you'll have on in the house. But when you first get started, turn off the overhead and just turn on the side lamps so that they're lower uh, to the ground and they're not stimulating the state of the sun being overhead.
0: Right. And they're, and they're typically... Dimmer, less intensity compared to overhead lights, so that helps too.
1: Yeah, and then and then thirdly, with since we're on the topic of overall like room lighting, we can get to the more intense recommendation for that would be turning off everything and only using candlelight mm-hmm. and using using that the the red hue that comes off the candlelight. It's not a suppressive. For towards melatonin as the the blue light or even the incandescence, it's it's one step further
0: in the right, right direction, and that's that's the most biologically appropriate thing for us since we've evolved with fire for hundreds of thousands of years. Um, so fire is very low in blue light and especially candles are super dim. So that's the best option. And most people can probably relate to that. When you're in that environment, you naturally start to feel more sleepy. Yeah, um, Your and body
1: just winds down so much easier.
0: Yeah. And you honestly start to get kind of addicted to that feeling. Um, or I don't know if addicted is the right word, but people often notice um, after implementing the stuff for a while, like if you turn on a bright blue light, it just feels really wrong. Like mm-hmm. it's just not right. And, and you can start to intuitive, intuitively feel it, but you just need to start implementing it on a regular basis. And then you can start to, um, kind of tap into what feels right for your body.
1: Yeah. It's almost repulsive after a while yeah. <laughs> to have bright light in your environment after the sun goes down. Yeah. So the way we recommend implementing these, these types, these are for the, your overall lighting environment at night would be to just start where you're at and see what you can start to implement. Um, but also ultimately it doesn't need to be like level one is the first thing we mentioned. And then level two is, you know, you only using side lamps. Level three is the the candlelight. What you can do is as the night progresses, you can start to get a little bit more intense with it because we really want to start to have very, very low blue light, ideally at least. Okay. Ideally with the sun. So it's going to change with the seasons, but here in Ontario, Canada, it's the, you know, in winter, the sun goes down at 4 or 5 p.m. So mm-hmm. that's tough. Um, but always, ideally, we're living with the sun. But um, second ideal would be at least one to three hours before bedtime. So that's when you start to get uh, more intense with with the lighting, um, turning things off, turning candlelight on or the pink Himalayan salt lamp, which has that light orange red hue. And you can kind of progress through the levels as the night goes on as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of feeling like you have to graduate to the next level because it's tough, especially living the way that we have been, you know, in society for this many, this long, it's hard to just switch things on, on the dime. So kind of right. progressing through the night, I find this so much easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and another thing, so that kind of brings us to our next recommendation. One thing that does really help in the modern world is blue blocking glasses. But it's very important that they're blocking out the right spectrum. So you see a lot of blue light glasses that um, if they have a clear lens, then it automatically means they're blocking very little blue light. So most of it, unfortunately, today is um, like just a marketing scam. So if you're seeing like $10, $20 pairs on Amazon, it's probably because they don't actually work. So, um, But at nighttime, they physically have to be like an orange or red hue in order to block out all of the blue and part of that green spectrum as well. Mm. So... They look a little bit odd at first, but especially if you're at home and you enjoy watching TV, a lot of people—that's just what they do at night—and they're not going to change that right now. So it's a—it's a great way to just throw those on and still enjoy your TV or be on your screens, whatever it is. Um, But you can block out that blue light. Now, there's still going to be other side effects of watching TV, so such as the stimulation, especially depending on the content you're watching. So if you're watching the news before bed, that's definitely going to screw up your or increase your cortisol and mess up your melatonin or scary movies whatever um, but at least you're avoiding the blue light portion of it okay so make sure you're you're using blue blocking glasses that have been verified to block out the entire blue spectrum part of the green ideally as well and you can just throw those on similar to what Marissa was saying about the timing um, one to three hours before bed and if you're trying to, to um, shift your circadian rhythm and go to bed earlier then you just want to kind of step these things up and do it as early as you can and that's one way to help reset that's circadian key rhythm go to bed um earlier if that's what you're trying to accomplish
1: mm-hmm. yeah the glasses are great because they're kind of uh, a hack when on the nights where this isn't possible or there are some patients that i have that their family just isn't on board um and but they want to really buckle down on these things so then they'll they'll be using the glasses um and but there's always nights even for us like we'll go out or or you know experience life and <laughs> as normal you know mm-hmm. in society and we we don't want to you know be limited with our lighting environment so we'll pop on the blue blocking glasses and then we still get the benefit of blocking those spectrums of blue light but it is rem- it's important to remember that it is a hack it's like that's the that's the not the last thing that you reach for, but you try and do the lifestyle things first because those are the most important. Like you said, like if you're watching a scary movie with the blue blocking glasses on, you're still getting stimulated and you're still getting the cortisol levels. I have some patients say, no, I don't watch anything scary. I watch nice things like Grey's Anatomy or This Is Us. And I've seen those. They're very... Uh, they mm-hmm. they they pull on the the heartstrings, you know like they're still very stressful, so no matter what you're watching or even if you're just on TikTok Instagram it's it's social it's it's that connection you're still your brain is still going and connecting so um, these blue blocking glasses ours are amazing the blocks that we sell we are selling them for this reason to have them as an option but they have to remain an option they cannot be first line um, most of the time right these right. these lifestyle recommendations need to come first. Um, So that brings us into TV, screens, computer, Mm -hmm. and phone, uh, which is often used at nighttime. Do you want to get into the recommendations there?
0: Sure. So TV is difficult unless you have settings on your TV that can change the the light output. But for that, it's probably best to just wear blue blockers. But I always recommend, um, I don't have an issue with watching TV at night, but try to avoid it about an hour before bed. So that's where it's good to... um, you know, do whatever you want, be on TV, social media, um, computers, but one hour before going to bed, try to shut all that stuff off and do something more relaxing. So maybe some stretching or some meditation or listen to a podcast, whatever it is, just something more, more chill. Um, but anyways, um, if you're on, if you're on screens, if you have to be on screens for whatever reason, you can set up screen filters, which are very helpful. So on the computer you can download, um, Iris, which is a paid app. It's pretty cheap, something like 15 bucks for a lifetime. And that's the one we use, and I would recommend that one ideally. If not, you can get a free one called f.lux. So you can just Google those, or they should be pretty easy to find. But what those do is you can set them up uh, based on your location so that at night they automatically are going to turn to a more orange hue and cut out most of the blue. And on your computer, or uh, sorry, your phone, um, it's a little bit more complicated. We can add... Uh, there's
1: an accessibility feature that you can go in and turn your iphone screen red and we have a youtube video um walking you through how to do that so yeah we'll try and add it to the bio We're new yeah to this, we'll just add it so.
0: wherever wherever we can
1: yeah but, um, hopefully we can do that if not just feel free to message us on instagram or facebook um, natural academy and we can we can send you that link directly Yeah. Um, But yeah, those are really great hacks to I love Iris. Iris is so worth the $15. It's lifetime access for $15. And it does such a great um, filter on on my computer screen. And there's one for the day and there's one for night. Mm -hmm. And so when I do need to do some later late night working, um, which I see patients at night sometimes, so it's I I need to, it's so great to have that uh, screen filter on the on the computer and then same with on the phone having that accessibility feature it's free on the phone on the iphone we're talking about there are a couple options on on androids we're just not as familiar but yeah it's really great to be able to to turn that on if you do so happen to have to be on your devices at night
0: yeah yeah yeah. android i believe there's an app called twilight that that does something similar
1: yeah but there's also an accessibility feature on some phones i just helped a patient with a google phone set up a red filters on her Okay. Yeah, but yeah. if we if we send you the iPhone walkthrough, then you should be able to kind of mimic it with an Android. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was there anything? Any other tips you have?
1: Um. No, I think that uh, honestly, trying these things is the best thing that you can do and sending this podcast as well to your family members because it's so great to have everybody on board. It's really tough when one person keeps flicking on the lights or is complaining or just isn't on board. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really, really great to have everybody in the family All doing this together and also reflecting constantly reflecting on how you feel and how your sleep is transforming and how your energy during the day is transforming and how you know much sleepier you're getting at night and there's so many different um, elements to doing this that help your health in so many different ways but you do need to be self-aware and self-reflective in order to notice the changes and that serves as motivation to keep going because it's not always easy Mm -hmm. it's definitely easier to watch tv all night um, right. but long-term that has a huge impact on your health. So it's so, so worth it to start to implement these things now, whenever you're hearing it now. Mm-hmm. And I always recommend write down at least you know three things that you learned today and start to implement them now. It doesn't need to be going from zero to a hundred. You don't need to do it all right away. If the natural blocks aren't in your budget right away, that's fine. There are so many free things that you can start to do. Um, and then you can kind of work yourself up uh, to doing the more intense um, versions of, of of these recommendations, but just start where you are and notice the impact that it has on your health and your family's health.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't have to start with you know doing this as soon as the sun sets. So I always recommend when people are starting off just one hour before bed, and that alone makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So especially if you're the type who as soon as you lie down and uh, put your head on the pillow, your mind's just racing, and you have all this stuff going on, and you feel super stimulated. Um, that's because probably, I mean, there's, there could be a few things, but likely because that last hour before you went to bed, you've just got way too much stimulation. So it could be light stimulation, could be on social media, on your computer, still thinking about work. So it's really important to give yourself a good hour to wind down before bed Mm -hmm. and that alone will make a huge impact. And then once you start to see the benefits, you can extend that a little bit more Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be perfect. We're not perfect, but, um, we do our best and that's where something like natural blocks can be very, uh, helpful to assist when you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. And then okay. one, one other point just to add, we'll talk more about this later on, but I, I touched on it earlier. Getting natural sunlight during the day is also super important for sleep quality. So don't neglect that piece of it. It really just comes back to respecting um, nature and how we're designed to live. So getting plenty of natural sunlight during the day, darkness at night, and if you follow those rules, I, I think of them as natural law. They're just natural laws that if you break them, you're going to end up with some sort of sickness or something will not be imbalanced. So... Um, yeah, always. Comes or you back just to... won't
1: feel your best.
0: Exactly. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And and just going back to what you said earlier too is just making a list of the things that you like to do at night that don't involve technology or light. So we like to stretch, journal. Uh, we'll read. We have uh, red amber hued uh, book lamps from mm-hmm. Amazon. It's just called Amber Light uh, from Amazon. And yeah, we use those in order to read at night and and still be able to wind down. So. Um, that's important and, and make a list with your family what you guys want to do for the hour before bed uh, while you wind down and it must be wind down activities right so mm-hmm. nothing too physically active or, or socially yeah. stimulating but
0: yeah and even I mean it, there can be some stimulation if you want to play some cards like occasionally we play cards yeah. and might get a little fired up depending on the game but <laughs> it's, it's way better than being on TV TV and being stimulated by that so it's it's a good activity or a good time to implement some family activities that um, you, you have been wanting to do for a while, but just don't know when you're going to fit it in. So yeah, I feel a lot better getting off the devices. Yes. I you, promise will. you that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So give this a try. I'd say because melatonin is technically a hormone, you want to give it at least two to three weeks to start to build in the system. If this is something that's new to you, you want to give it at least, uh, you know, two to three weeks. Would you agree with that? So that your body really starts to, the melatonin starts to build and build and build.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you'll probably notice um, changes before then, yeah. but yeah, you do want to be consistent. And with with most habits, you need to give it a good amount of time before you can realize a lot of the benefits. So yeah. stick with it.
1: And then once you realize the benefits, it'll serve as motivation to keep going and keep doing your best and, and maybe even reach out to us for more recommendations and, and, um, fi- finding out, you know, what else you can do to optimize your health. Cause there's so, so many things. This is just one. And I'd say it's probably the most important, one of the most important, one of
0: the most important things one of the you can do for underrated. your health.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah all right so thanks for listening if you do want to get a pair of natural blocks blue blocking glasses we do have 30 day uh, guarantee that you will love them and if you don't you send them right back and full full refund and you can use code natural fam n-a-t-u-r-o-f-a-m um, to get a 10 percent discount and the website is naturalblocks.com n-a-t-u-r-o-b-l-o-c-k-s.com
0: you got it All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.
1: See ya. Happy blue blocking.